It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Thursday, February 15th, 2024. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. How are you now, Shauna? I'm good. How are you? Good. What have you been up to outside of radio and podcasting this week? Uh, well, piecing my life back together after my trip. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Like, I was away for a long time. And then I was, like, kind of back for a couple weeks and then back away, so... Yeah, you had two big trips in a span of, like, three weeks there, hey? Yeah, so I've been doing that and uh, a bunch of errands, trying to, you know, like, groceries and all that stuff. All the stuff that I have not had for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice our hours allow us to get all that running around done when it's quiet. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's been a lot of running around this week, too, so it's very nice to have these these schedules for that. What about you? Nothing. Been working in my wood shop, which has been nice. I was just telling you, I I learned how to. This might sound silly, but I learned how to properly sharpen my chisels recently. And there's, it was a bit intimidating. There's a bit of a learning curve to learning how to sharpen like that. And sharpening is almost its own art form. Like, Interesting. You can go so deep on the different abrasives to use and the different methods, and like you can get stuff crazy sharp. But I don't go that far. But. Uh, it's kind of fun, like maintaining your your tools and stuff. It's yeah. it's like it's a bit of a ritual. It's very therapeutic. It's funny you mentioned that because I recently was thinking about how I'd love to get into like waxing and sharpening my own snowboard. Because yeah, to, exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't do it, which is ridiculous. I just I'm always like yeah, you know, I it's fine. And I but I would love to. Uh, actually, the hotel we were staying at last week had its own entire waxing station. Cool. And it was amazing because it was all kinds of waxes and all different ways to sharpen. And it, I was like, oh, it would be so sweet to have something like this in your own house. Yeah, you, you could help. do it. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be a huge investment to... The problem is you need something to put your board on, which would take out some room, mm-hmm. right? Like, so yeah, it would have to be some sort of... Something collapsible. collapsible. Yeah, that I could store away and pull out when I needed it. But it would yeah. be fun. Yeah. How much fun? Like, it's just as part of, like I said, the ritual of, like, going on a snowboard trip. You get your board already. I find the same thing when we go camping. Mm-hmm. I, f- I have as much fun, like, packing and getting everything ready and trying to pack it down as tight as I can. Yeah. Making sure that we have everything. I really enjoy that part of the process. Oh, yeah. Well, getting back from that trip and, like, washing all the stuff and, like, my snowboard stuff and putting it all oh, back. And, nice. Oh, yeah. That, that's been nice. And if you have nice stuff, maintaining it. Yep. Like, that's why I love washing vehicles so much you know i love totally. cleaning and washing my vehicle i love yeah i never used to be that way and now i've started to appreciate yeah how, like keeping you know taking care of your stuff a yeah. more than i used to oiling a baseball glove oh, oh yeah. is that satisfying or like you know i'm a big fan of cleaning cleaning and oiling boots That's i feel like specular this is a product of getting old yeah this is what we get cranked for this is what we get cranked for these <laughs> days and it's you're younger and you're listening to this, they're probably like, what is wrong with you two? <laughs> We're simple people. We're we simple are. folks yeah. and simple pleasures. <laughs> On the show today, uh, it's Phil Collins Day, so we'll, we'll celebrate that. Obviously. Some small town news. Uh, a friend of the show said that I sound like someone, and we'll see what you think. There's a controversy in country music right now involving Beyonce's new song, Is It Country? Is It Not? We'll let you decide. Something that existed in the 17th century that has come back. And we had a real good laugh about this after your out-of-context clip. If you look at some of them, it looks so massive. It was almost like you were half horse. It looks like... <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Yesterday, I was watching that iconic Star Wars scene, the I Am Your Father scene. Yep. Um, and for some reason, Beckler, I immediately watched that scene, and I was like, you know what would really ruin that scene? 
is this little clip that you recently pulled up on this radio program. Real bad man. <laughs> my new favorite? You have my new favorite. My new Jackie Panties? Yep. The minute he said that, I was like, he's admitting that he's a real bad man. I, I was just like, okay, so this would really ruin that scene. And it's so iconic that if any Star Wars fans heard this, they would just be so mad. But you could do it one of two ways. He told me you Real bad man. So you could tag it right onto the end there and just really ruin the dramatic moment, or you could just have him say it, no, right? I am a real bad man. <laughs> Which really takes the takes the gumption like, yeah, of that we know. scene. Yeah, just, we know you're you're the bad guy. <laughs> real bad man. I'm a real bad man. And then Skywalker was like, uh, Captain Obvious, thank you, we know this. Okay. Well, I had to go this way. There is only one Lord of the He really just takes the wind out of the sails. And he Sauron is he's a real bad man. He is. Real bad man. Real bad man. You go really dramatic too for like the chick flicks, like Notting Hill, right? This scene. I'm also just a girl. Standing in front of a real bad man. Asking him to love her. <laughs> I, I love that. Standing in front of a really real, real bad, bad man. man. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Do you remember a while back when we were talking about vehicle brand crossovers? Oh, yeah. Like, will there be like a special edition of a vehicle and it's a brand that has nothing to do with cars? Yeah, wasn't one. Because what was the Jeep or the Jean oh, one? Oh, yeah. There was the. <laughs> The denim gremlin, right? And I was Levi's. like, jeans should be on the outside of the vehicle. Yeah. yeah okay. We talked about like the Harley Davidson Ford F-150, totally. yep. the Eddie Bauer Explorers and mm-hmm. stuff. And then there was, oh, what was the really good one? Uh, oh, L.L. Bean, uh, the L.L. Bean Subaru. Yes. I was like, That's, Forrester, yeah. Like you, you understand your target demographic so well. Those yes, are the that same lines people. Up perfectly. Mm-hmm. So a friend of the show, Jacob, messaged, and he's, he's catching up on our podcast and just heard that. And he was disappointed that he was behind this because he's he, he had this idea. He said this is coming in the next few years. He's certain of it. It'll be a Toyota Tacoma, Yeti edition. You know, like Yeti coolers. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like with an optional fifty thousand dollar Yeti Yeti canopy cover. That's hilarious. Like yeah, because those are two brands that they align. Yeah, they would share a lot of totally Tacoma people, Yeti people. I think the people who would spend. $50,000 $50,000 on the Yeti trim are the ones who are trying to look as outdoorsy as possible. For sure. Even if they maybe aren't. Yeah. Jeeps so, and Yeti, I could see line up too. That one too? Yeah. Yep. Mm. What other, so I was like, okay, this is a this is a good line of thought. What other vehicle brand crossovers should happen? We've talked about the ones that have happened. Like the Tacoma, the Yeti edition Tacoma. What, yeah. el- what else like that? I asked Jacob for a few more. Yeah. Did he have any others? Yeah, he thought about... Uh, the Ford, the new Ford Bronco, and the Stanley Cups that are so big right now, you could do a crossover mm, yeah, between those. I was like, yeah, this probably okay. This is already this this must have happened already. But is there a Jeep that is aligned with Barbie? Oh, because that they made a Barbie Jeep, right? Like Barbie Jeep is what you like. Growing up, yeah. I had a Barbie Jeep play toy and stuff. I'm like, there's gotta be. A yeah. Barbie logo, like a Barbie Jeep. If edition. it didn't happen with the release of the movie, it's got to be probably a thing. not going to happen. But no, you, that's right there. It's right there. It's right there. And in fact, I would be enticed to buy it, perhaps. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
That's a big one. Yeah. I was trying to think of some others. Like, um, like when I think of like the Lexus crossover, yeah. like the, Le- the Lexus smaller SUVs, I think of like women of about age 65 with some money. Okay. And, uh, what about like the Bay edition Lexus RX or no, something, that's you know, good. cause I think yeah. that's, who's also Absolutely. floating the Bay these days. Okay. Also Wranglers jeans. Have they ever had their own, like a truck that's Wranglers? Like a Jeep Wrangler? A Jeep Wrangler, Wrangler but actually Wranglers jeans. That's another Jeez, one. That's, that's right another there. one you could do too, Honestly, right? Honestly, right? It's right there. How has that not happened yet? Jacob thought the Jeep Gladiator Pit Viper edition, that would sell. Oh, that's good. That would sell for sure, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Pit Viper sunglasses. Oh, uh, man. The Honda, white truck. <laughs> the Honda Odyssey Costco edition. He said he just picked the Honda Odyssey, but it could be any grocery getter. Is that a van? Like a, uh, an yeah, Odyssey? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like a, that makes a Costco edition minivan? Oh, absolutely. And I'd be tempted to buy something. Oh, minivans, like the market Costco is right guy. there too, for sure. Yeah. I thought about maybe like a Ford F-150 Milwaukee edition, because people who like Milwaukee tools are like cultish about it. Oh, interesting. That's so if you combine too. two brands that people are incredibly loyal to, like mm-hmm. the Ford F-150 and Milwaukee, I think yeah. you'd, you'd sell a lot. It's too bad the Volkswagen Beetle still doesn't exist because there's a whole bunch of white girls brands that could go with sure. that one for sure. Yeah, you could do a lot of good stuff with that. Oh, man, yeah. The gemstones, the crystals, and everything else. Did they ever do a Beatles edition Beetle? The Beatles? The Beatles. <laughs> that <laughs> would be phenomenal. Wouldn't it? Like a Sergeant, like a Sergeant a Pepper style too. Volkswagen Beetle? Yeah. Oh, there's so many options. They're right there. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Here's a throwback Thursday for you, Beckler. A real throwback. Um, did you know that there used to be a device that women would use in the 17th century called a bum roll? I didn't. What's Have a bum roll? Have you heard the term bum roll before? So we're so, going way back, first of all. 17th way century. Way back, 17th century. Yes. So this was back when women would wear those giant puffy ass dresses, right? Like gigantic puffy dresses. Where they'd suck the waist in with yep. the corset. And, and then, then it would just be huge. It, yep. it was absolutely huge. So basically this bum roll was a toilet seat looking thing that you would wrap around your waist and then the back of the seat would oh. puff out your dress to make it appear as though you had a bigger chuggernaut than you actually did. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so, it's like a neck pillow, like a neck travel pillow. Yes. But that goes around your waist. So you appeared to have a way bigger a chugger. Big old doofenshmirtz. A huge, huge Bamfield in the back of you. And this is what they used to use even way back then. And I was thinking about this and I was like, this is crazy to me because we're talking about how <laughs> it's a false ass. Yeah, it's a it's a huge false ass. That's a false ass. And we thought that having big butts was kind of a new thing that we've gotten into. No, it existed back in the 17th century. And some of them were so comically large, though, like it was like you had a a full out (laughs) caboose behind you. Like some of them were so exaggerated. It was like there is no way your ass is that huge. Okay. yeah. Like, look at this one. You could rest a pail of water on it. That's Honestly, it looked nobody. Look, that's not how people are shaped. If you look at some of them, it looks so massive. It was almost like you were half horse. It looks like you had a horse ass trailing behind you. Like, what's going on? Are you a centaur? Yeah. That, Shona, that is exactly it. There are girls Seriously? walking around the gym right now that are like, they look they like centaurs. centaurs. <laughs> like, I'm going to start. Oh, look at these centaurs. Holy crap. That is accurate. Ah, going for that horse's ass, That's eh? really strange, eh? <laughs> 
When did we decide that centaurs are sexy? Ooh. I want to look like a thoroughbred horse from the waist down. So that's what I'm going for. But the top is still, no, no, I don't want to look a horse all the way through. Just the ass of a horse. Regular okay? lady top. Radi- lady regular top. human top. Mm-hmm. But horse then just ass. a horse's ass. Giant <laughs> centaurs. Oh my God, look at the... <laughs> Well, it started way back then, and we're continuing so, on. So, and then that continued like for for a long time, didn't yeah. it? And then big asses went away, and now they're back. Then we went so, to tight ass, and now we're back to centaur. So the time that you and I grew up in was a, was an anomaly. It was. We yeah. grew up in this little blip. Yep. Where like tight ass was what everyone was going for, oh, but yeah, outside well, of that, it's been big proud asses. Somebody had a bad experience with a horse, and we're like, that's not good anymore. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. There's a bit of a controversy happening in the country music world right now, Shauna. Oh, Spicy. Uh, so I don't know if you heard this, but Beyonce released a new single. It's called Texas Hold'em. Mm. Uh, and on the cover, she's wearing a, a cowboy hat. Okay. Not much else. Um, oh. And some of her fans are requesting this song um, on country radio stations. And the stations are having to decide whether or not they think it's country. Oh, that's funny. Uh, now, okay. because, of, because of the current climate... Many of the stations who opt out of the playing this song are being accused of doing so on grounds of racism. Mm. Um, okay. And uh. I, you might remember we went through this a few years ago with the whole, like, with Lil Nas X and, and Old Town Road. Right, yeah. Is it country? Is it not country? Uh-huh. The song was actually removed from the Billboard Hot Country charts because they determined it wasn't country, and then that actually went on to fuel the song's success and contributed to how it became so big. Um, I have a clip of the Beyonce song for you here. Okay. You can tell me what you think. This ain't Texas. Oh. Ain't no hold'em. Hey, lay our cards down, 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 down. Yeah. So pop your lenses. Oh. Blow your keys out. Hey. Stick around, round, 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 round. And I'll be damned if I can't slow dance with you. That sounds pretty country to me. I thought so too. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, that sounds I actually like quite like it. It's been stuck in my head since Not I heard it. Why I'm going to be adding that to my playlist? It, it sounds like it's as country as a lot of the bro country that you hear now, yeah. or the country crossovers from pop artists, or you know, mm-hmm. uh, I would argue that's even more country than Old Town Road. Yeah, was I agree? Um, but the problem with country is there's a lot of gatekeeping that goes oh, on, right? Oh, oh there. There like, is some controversy. They they, uh, they love arguing about what's country yeah. and what's not. What's true country? Uh, I don't know if it's fair to go right to racism because, like we said, they are incredibly protective of the genre of country. Yeah. And you know, I worked at a country station, and a lot of like, I certainly lot, hope it's not racist. Come on now. Well, I mean, I, we saw that when I worked in country, we saw that resistance for all the stuff that sounded different than the country that came before right. it. Like, yep. They were very hesitant to accept a new country sound, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that applies to every country artist. And I mean, Beyonce is known as one of the the biggest pop and R&B artists of all time. Right. So... I, I mean, I think for a lot of people, it's probably a tough pill to swallow to say Beyonce in the yeah. same sentence as country, and that's probably the biggest thing. Being like, I don't want to admit that I'm listening to Beyonce country music and liking it. I think it has more to do with the music she's famous for. I think if Justin Bieber released a country song and what it associates with, right? Pick your artist. Like if Bieber had a country song, Mm -hmm. I think these stations would be just as resistant to that, no matter how good it was. Fair. Um, I like it though. I did too. I thought it was a little more of that. Sure, I can. I can play it on here. Beyonce country. Oh yeah. 
bitch, come take it to the phone now. Podcast. It's also interesting from Beyonce's perspective. You know, a woman who has accomplished all there is to accomplish in her genres of music, yep. in pop and R&B and hip-hop, she's at the very, very top of it. One of the biggest artists who's ever lived. And then she's like, well, maybe I'll give country a try. You know, maybe, maybe I'll try nails to... nails it too. Maybe I'll try to conquer that domain as well. Jeez, I know. And country is an interesting one because I think we've mentioned this before on the show, but it's, it's like a self-sustaining ecosystem. Yeah. Like country is its own thing and it's this enormous network I looked it up there are 2100 country radio stations in the United States Jeez. so I could see why somebody might want to get a toe in there because yep. that's an enormous untapped market for someone like Beyonce that's huge and they have like their own awards and their own like there's CMT and it's, it's, it's its own world and it doesn't really it, it exists regardless of what's happening in the rest of music yeah so I know and yeah as you said why not right like Somebody like Beyonce, though, everything she touches turns to gold. Like, yep. it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't Good surprise me. But I also see from the perspective of a country fan, if you're like, you know, there's only so many hours on a, on a in a day on a, on a music station. Yeah. If you're like, do I want to hear Beyonce's new song or do I want to hear something from someone who I consider to be like a full-time country artist. Yeah, that's, again, though, like, who cares what the name of the person is? If it's a good song and you like it, then that's what you should stick with. But people struggle with that, right? Like, That's like saying branding doesn't matter, though. I know. And it does. Yeah, I, I know it does. But again, when it comes down to music, it's funny when you can't separate the name of the artist because of what it means and the actual song itself. I think that's true for anybody. It if is. Nickelback yep. released the best song ever, I don't think you'd like it. Would no, you? well, you I, wouldn't be able to set. You wouldn't be like, you hear the new Nickelback song? It's great. no, it would be so. very hard for me. But yeah, I was thinking because there are instances, and I, I that's what I'm saying. Like it, it happens with music across the board. It's not just country artists. Yeah, but it it seems odd that you can't separate that, right? If that song were released by an unknown artist or an established country artist, yeah. It would probably be on every country Definitely. station, right? Yeah. yeah. There's songs that I listen to that I really appreciate by artists that I never thought I would do. And I'm just like, yeah. well, whatever. Who cares? Like, Good music's good music. Good music, man. And good houses are good houses. And many of those are built by Shane Holmes. Almost 16,000 homes they've built in Calgary. And I, that's probably an old number that I'm using. I wonder if it's over 16,000 now. Yeah, that's impressive. Especially with the boom that we're seeing at the moment. Big boom. Uh, over 11,000 of those were custom-built homes, or I should say customized homes, not custom-built, but using Shane Homes as affordable customization. Customization input from the customer, which you could do. You don't need big, big money to customize your home when you go with Shane Homes. And you can learn more about that at ShaneHomes.com. Shane Homes. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I found this letter from my condo yesterday, and so I guess it was slipped under my door when I was away last week. And it said, uh, just so you know, we will be doing an inspection on your condo in two days from now. And it was saying, like, prior to resigning your lease, we want to just double-check the unit is in good working order. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I wasn't there, so... They, I guess, went into my condo and inspected it and did all that while I was away. And I was a little bit embarrassed because right before I left, like, I had a bunch of snowboarding stuff that was laid out and I was getting all my trip stuff ready. So my place was not exactly tidy. And I was like, oh, I would have, you know, if I'd known, maybe tidied up a little bit, but that's fine. Uh, even more hilarious, though, I had a, I had a pile of man thongs on the front hall table. Why now? That I left there. <laughs> Why, so, the, why the thongs? I went on this trip with a couple of my close friends, one guy who I haven't seen in a long time. So I 
I ordered these elephant man thongs. So it looks like an elephant and you put your schmeckle into the, <laughs> into the trunk. Into the trunk. <laughs> so I ordered and it came in bulk. So there was five of them. And then there was some reindeer ones that were the same thing. Reindeer antlers. So I was going to put one of these or a bunch of them into his, his luggage. And then I was going to put a water bottle with it so that when we went through security, he'd get flagged. They'd open up his... <laughs> There'd be all these man thongs that were like elephants and reindeers and stuff. That's a, the water bottle. that's a pretty good prank. I thought yeah, so. That's yeah. a good prank. But idiotically, in my rush to leave, I forgot the man thongs. So the man thongs were left on the front hall table. So when they did, did this inspection, they were just going through a place. They would have just walked into this just pile of man thongs. Probably like, what is wrong with this woman? Like... Although if that's your job to go inspect these places, that's probably pretty tame compared to what some so. folks have going on. It's probably true. Units. Like I imagine if you turn that key and you don't find a dead body, everything else is all right. <laughs> right? Oh, you're like, okay, there's no dead body in here. That's good. I guess that's fair. Man thongs, that's nothing. Oh, that's man. <laughs> also, a friend of the show actually works at my, my building, and I think he might do some of these inspections. So I was also killing myself being like, well, he probably walked. He was like, what? <laughs> Oh, she likes elephant man thongs, I guess. Oh, no, my thongs. Sorry, excuse me, pardon <laughs> me. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Friend of the show, Ray Lynn, texted us yesterday and said, Good morning. The lead singer for Tokyo Police Club's voice sounds like Beckler's voice. And we were both like, what? Huh. Huh. We were playing Wait Up at the time, yeah. which is this. You know it, right? Yeah. Does that sound like me? I not particularly to me. Although I'm very close to you. So, like, you know how sometimes you need to take a step back? Like, we, I, I hear you all the time. So, right. I, I never would have thought that, but interesting. I wasn't sure if she was referring to his singing voice. Like, she would have to be. Unless she's heard him speak versus yeah. my singing voice. I mean, I have occasionally sung on the air, you and I've have. been told I have just a beautiful I don't think that that's it. beautiful singing nope, voice. Yeah, people say it all the time. That's definitely not it. That's, they yeah. say, wow. No. What they, a gift. Thank you for like, sharing can you that. Never with us. do that again, please. Thank you. But does she mean that he sings like I talk? Because I'm hearing myself in my headphones right now. I kind of like it, maybe can draw a bit of a comparison now that you now that you say that. But it's yeah. This is me, Beckler, speaking in my regular speaking yeah. voice. So Dave Monks is the lead singer of Tokyo Police Club. This is him speaking. For me and like writing lyrics and all that kind of stuff, I, I didn't feel like I needed to be in New York to do that. I mean, it, it definitely, no. it's going to. And this is me speaking. Mm. I also don't feel like I need to be in New York to write lyrics. Ultimately, I was like, this is a very expensive impact to have. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it doesn't have, you know, it's not like there's somebody here that I. Other than the differences in the microphones we're using, can you hear a similarity? Can you? <sighs> not overly. But beyond, I don't know. Again, I'm too close to you, so mm. I, I maybe have to take a step back and re-listen to this. Maybe that's why you don't appreciate my gift either. My, you're, you're my gift singing of singing. Voice, yeah, because you're just cause too, too close, close to me. It's true. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Friend of the show, John sent us a map of regional names for wood lice in the UK. Beckler, I know you're probably like, why would he send us this map of wood lice names? <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, look at this. Look at I this, gotta guys. Get this, this is fascinating. This is fast really good. Uh, it's because a lot of the names are also great names for your nether regions. Okay. So he Which, saw this and he was like, this is inspirational <laughs> for you guys, we think. We've got a lot of names John, for nether bits. Dog. Mm -hmm. Pretty okay. funny. So I've got them here and yeah. I figured I'm just going to riff them off to you and you can let me know if you think these are good or not. Okay. Kay. The first one is a nut bug. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Chucky pig. Okay. I can see your Chucky pig. Yep. I like that one. Your dampers. 
Damper? Okay, what are dampers? Well, I was thinking Would maybe like for breasts? your U-boats. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're another word for your breasts. So, oh, she's got oh, some yeah, nice the dampers. dampers on her. See? I think that works pretty well. Uh, your billy button. Yep. I can see your billy button. Uh, your granny grays. That's just a terrifying <laughs> These visual. are all... These different are names all for lice? Nicknames for wood lice that the UK uses different parts of the UK, which I mean, geez, they're funny. You need that many names. Hey, you okay. really do. Okay. Your chisel bob. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that one. Look at that chisel bob on her. <laughs> Woo! Your crunchy bats. <laughs> I don't even know. Your granny grancher. Again, I don't know why we're getting back to grannies here. A lot of granny chat. A lot chat. of grannies. Uh, your flump. Flump is super. Put your Let's, flump away. Holy crap. That is a flump <laughs> on you. Uh, your wood pigs. So that one, I mean, it could be, could be could lots, go either of, things, way, lots yeah. of things. And your cheese log, which. <laughs> cheese log big is fan hilarious. Of cheese log. Yeah, I was like, these all win. They I don't all think cheese log on them. Oh, that is a cheese log on her. Woo wee. Cheese log for sure. Yep. Uh, dampers I like. Yeah, I like dampers. What was it? What were the other ones? Chisel uh, Bob. The Chisel Bob I'm a big fan of. Your Billy Button. Yeah. Uh, Chucky Pig. Uh, crunchy Bats. Crunchy Bats. Oh, geez. It's tough to even. Strong contenders. They're all great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Shauna Podcast. I have a couple small town news stories to share. Oh, great. Um, and they both just did a quick describer before, but the first one was from a friend of the show, Matthew. It's about a, a, a bench that was stolen in Airdrie. Uh, and it, big news. Well, it was big, big news. It was stolen from outside the Legion. It was a, m- a memorial bench, oh, which is okay. a crappy thing to do. Yeah, that's crappy. So I get why they're pissed about that. But they have like a really serious photo of the bench and stuff. And, like okay. very intense. Yeah. Uh, wow. And then in front of the show, Nadia sent me this video where a girl from New Brunswick is explaining how in her small community, the RCMP post, they, they have what they call warrant Wednesdays. And on Wednesday, they list everybody on Facebook who has an outstanding warrant. And then the idea is that if you see a name on there, like you'll say something in the comments about where they're at. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. That is pretty funny. Isn't I mean, it's it a Facebook? good way to track people down though, for sure. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, and we do like that people, you know warrant lists aren't anything new. Big cities do totally. that all the yep. way up to like the FBI's most wanted list, but it's just pretty funny to do it on Facebook. Be like, hey, anybody know where any of these guys are? Yeah, I seen that guy. The funniest is when they comment themselves. That's happened a few times. Small town. Yeah, I'm right here. And you're like, you're an idiot. Small town news with Beckler and Shauna. Good evening. Our top story. The bench outside the Legion has been stolen. The brazen theft has rocked the small community. Legion president says it was obviously stolen by at least two people and a vehicle. Airdrie's pet of the week is Oliver the cat. Oliver likes cuddles and tuna. And the following people are wanted on outstanding warrants. If you know anyone listed, please tag them in the Facebook comments. Terry says if his name appears here, it's a setup and he's innocent. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Audio. Everything Jack Antonoff touches seems to turn to gold. He's had success with Bleachers and his other band Fun, but perhaps even more so as a songwriter and producer for Lord, Lana Del Rey, Florence the Machine, the 1975, and Taylor Swift. It feels like with this line, they should have Billy Joeled it. As it's written, it feels like it's missing something. 
Jack says this song started kind of insulting modern culture. All these modern girls shaking their asses, modern boys going out. He then thought, huh, if I'm going to roast everybody else, I have to take the piss myself too. So he then wrote the lyrics, I guess I'm New Jersey's finest New Yorker, unreliable reporter, pop music hoarder, some guy playing quarters. And the song kind of morphed into a bunch of inside jokes about the band in the audience. The band says Modern Girl was kind of a knock down the front door, we're back song for them. The saxophone was a big part of this. Jack says he felt when it came to the saxophone, he wanted it to be the first thing people would hear. A sax played like its head is on fire, and anyone who's not feeling it is not who they were looking for. Audio. Well, it's National Phil Collins Day today, Beckler. Today is Phil Collins Day? Today is Phil Collins Day. I always it get it mixed up because I always think it's on the, the same day as right. Valentine's Day, but it's always the day after. Uh, and I prefer to celebrate Phil Collins Day over Valentine's Day, as we've discussed in the past. Do we know why it's Phil Collins Day today? It's not his birthday. No, I was trying to look this up, and I, I don't know. It's unclear. Somebody has it's, just declared it, okay? It's the feast day of St. It is the Saint feast Phil. day of, of St. Collins. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a good way to celebrate anti-Valentine's Day. For those like Phil, he's been through his fair share of love and divorce, so he's got experience with the ups and downs of love. and. He's a genuine dude, so why not celebrate Phil Collins Day? I love Phil Collins. Yeah. I've got also, some Phil queued up here if you oh want good, to play Phil please. when we talk about yes, him. Yes, okay, that would right. be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A genuine dude, great musician, too. So there you go. For those of you who maybe are against Valentine's Day, this is a great day to celebrate. Uh, also, as you probably recall and know, we used to have a lot of cakes yeah, you used to get a cake for every occasion. I would occasion. get a cake for every occasion. I've dropped the ball in a long time, so I've got something for you here. Happy Phil Collins Day. It's a cake. It's a cake. <laughs> says Phil Collins. I even have, I have I'm going to light these candles. Hold sure. on. <laughs> yeah, you used to get cakes for absolutely everything. Oh, yeah, right? You got me a cake for like my six-month vasectomiversary I one know, time. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've lost track of when that happened, and I need to go back to that as well. So we've got a little Phil Collins Day cake. What a better right. way to get a cake than with Phil Collins Day, okay? And any of you that, you know, were a bit sad about Valentine's Day yesterday, well, guess what? This is a better day. Phil Collins Day. I have quite a few of Phil's records, like, on vinyl. I think I might throw one on when I get I home. I think you should. And we can yes. have some of this Philly Collins cake. It's really funny because when I went... Did you make that? Uh, no. No? No, I got it. Jeez, me bake? No. Uh, I went got it, though, and the girl was like, oh, is this for Valentine's Day? And I was like, no, it's for Phil Collins Day. What are you talking about? <laughs> she was like, oh... And she's like, oh, is it his birthday? I'm like, nope, just Phil Collins Day, it's okay? It's his feast day. It's his feast day. Happy St. Phil Collins Day. To you as well. To you and you. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. There was a bit of a commotion on the Calgary subreddit this week about a local business that had used an AI-generated advertising campaign. Oh. And had a few people pretty cranked up. So the business then issued... This long-winded explanation slash apology about why they had used AI. And the funny thing was that many people were reading the apology and they're like, this also sounds like AI. Okay. Like, <laughs> was the apology also written by AI? Which it probably was. It's really weird to start seeing this AI-generated content out in the wild. Yeah. Right? Like, you and I have seen several internal emails and postings within our own company that are like, this seems like it was maybe written by AI. I know. It's weird. People are using it more and more, and I'm, 
I mean, I guess it speeds up the process of people's jobs a little bit, so we're going to be seeing it even more. There are even programs now where you can put something in and it'll tell you the probability that it was written by AI, because I, I guess there are certain... Wow. words that these programs tend to use and stuff. Well, it's funny because when I was in university, they had a program where you'd put, you'd have to put your paper through it to show that you hadn't um, plagiarized, plagiarized things. Yeah. So I could see that this would be the same thing, right? Yeah. And that's also becoming an issue in universities too. But the concept of like writing a an apology that's supposed to be sincere and heartfelt, but then using AI. it's so funny, man. Like why not just ignore the criticism at that point? Yeah. Why Why reply at all? I know. If you and I ever get in trouble and we have to apologize, we should do a long-winded AI apology. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So I, what I did is I took ChatGPT and I, I said, please, please write me a one-paragraph public apology for saying something offensive on my radio show. Okay, great. And this is what they came up with. Dear listeners, I want to sincerely apologize for a regrettable moment on my recent radio show where I made an offensive remark. I deeply regret my choice of words and the impact it may have had on you, our valued audience. It was never my intention to cause discomfort or hurt, and I take full responsibility for my lapse in judgment. I understand the importance of fostering a respectful and inclusive environment, and I'm committed to learning from this mistake. Moving forward, I will be more vigilant in ensuring that my words contribute positively to the discourse we share. Thank you for understanding, and I appreciate your continued support as I strive to do better. Well, that could apply for all kinds of sure. things. Sure. So we should just record that, then just keep playing it back throughout the show, because I'm sure we offend people every day. That's so. our, uh, bo our boilerplate that's, apology. Yeah, just, we should run it at the end of every show. I was going to say, or every commercial stop set, maybe just add that, just to cover all our bases. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Home. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours with Mariah and Ty, a weekly podcast that brings this dynamic duo to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find After Hours with Mariah and Ty wherever you get your podcasts.